Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, one, what are you reporting? Uh, I got a strange going on out here. Something just killed my dog. Something killed your dog? My dog went flying through the air over the tree. I don't know how it did it. Okay. Damn it, I'm really confused. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence, and he was dead when she hit the ground. I didn't see any cars. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence. What are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? It was. It was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Christ, you better... Sure. See ya. Hello. Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. I want to welcome our guest to the show. It is Scott from Idaho. Welcome to the show, Scott. So pleased to be here, and thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you, man. It was awesome to get to hang out with you in Idaho at the Idaho Squatch Con a couple of months back. Me, Cliff Barrickman, Dr. Jeff Meldrum. We had Michael Freeman out there, Brandon and those guys at Squatch Nut. You and I were just talking a little bit about Brandon before we hit the go live button here. It was an amazing experience. I had a great time out there. So thank all of you guys in Idaho for welcoming us with open arms and having such a great event out there. It was really cool. You brought me a gift, man. You brought me some whiskey. Anybody who brings me a bottle of whiskey is a friend of mine for sure. You brought me some Huckleberry whiskey. So that was very thoughtful of you. And it was very nice of you to watch my booth while I was on stage talking at the event. You did a lot that day. So I want to say publicly, I've said it privately, I want to say thank you for all that you did. You were a a fantastic addition that weekend, and it was really great to hang out with you guys. I had a blast out there. Oh, you're sure welcome, Brian. Yeah, I heard that they caught you up on stage, and then I realized how you do it again, man. I Brian doesn't know me at all. I just gave you the bottle of whiskey cake. I really appreciate listening to all that. That's Watch Odyssey podcast. I thought that's the least I could do is give you some fine edge of the very whiskey. And then when they call you up on stage, I thought I should volunteer to help watch it stand. So that's what I did. I sold some merchandise and I handed out a lot of Plus Watch Odyssey flyers too. Yes, you did. And I appreciate it very much. And I was just telling you before we went on here, I didn't even know you had experiences with Sasquatch. 
You and I talked about just about everything else while we were there. Let's get right into that. Let's talk about your experiences with Sasquatch. I know you've had a couple of different things happen. So why don't you start at the very beginning and tell us where you were, what you were doing, and what happened to you? Okay. The very first Sasquatch encounter I had was when I was 13 years old, and I was with my stepdad, and I accompanied him while hunting. It was the first day of hunting season in 1977, and we went up in Oregon's Coast Range. Not far from Monmouth, Oregon, we were near this little community called Phoebe. And I remember there was like a, a radar dish, like down there, it looks like a giant golf ball. But there was nobody in that area, just us two. So we got up there before sunrise and we parked. And we saw there were some footprints in the dust. And I pointed out the footprints to my stepdad. I thought that was a big clip. He said, I don't know what those are. Maybe it was a bear, maybe those tracks. And I was like, okay, I don't think so. So we went around to the edge of this canyon and we're staking things out. And the sun came up and we saw a deer through a scope. And he shot this deer at the bottom of this canyon and he went down to go get it. And he left me there at this area and I had just a great view of Mob Jericho's Long and the Cascade and, of course, the Coast Range. When he came around and he uh, picked me up, and we drove around the other side of the canyon, and we hiked down there, and he deaded it out, and he put it on, like, this large branch. And he was at the back, it was at the front, but we had it packing out of the canyon. It was so much work. And then I remember seeing this really dark, it was a black object standing near, we had a scout out in it in National Harvester. And it was standing near our scout. And I thought to myself, that looks like a Sasquatch. And I told myself, no, there's no such thing as a Sasquatch. Can't be a Sasquatch. I'll check it out when we get up there. So they bombed that area, and there was like some burn slash and some burn stumps. So in my mind, I was rationalizing it was a burn stump while I was there. And so then when we got up to the top, it took a long time. I don't know, seemed to take forever to talk out there. When we got up there and I looked, I didn't see that bird's down for a Sasquatch. I looked around and we put the gear in the back of the scout. We went around the corner to go put some wood. And I heard something walking in the woods behind us. And I heard a snapping. And I said to my slip dad, can you hear that? And at the same time, I smelled my really foul smell too. It was like coming and going. It was like the worst smell ever. And I asked my stepdad, hey, you hear that? And he says, no, I can't hear anything. But he was hard at hearing anyway because he was drafted for Vietnam. His round might do a lot of fire, even he was a police officer. And he did a lot of, he goes to the range all the time. I think he had bad hearing because a lot of gunfire, basically. But I could hear it plain as day. I was like, I definitely hear something in the woods back there. And I remember just knowing that really foul smell. So we went around the corner, and my stepdad, he was sawing up wood, and like we always did, as we had a wood stove. And then he asked me to take the chainsaw and put in his face and take it back to the scalp. And the meanwhile, he started chopping wood. So I was like, okay, Dad, I got the chainsaw in its case. And then I walked back toward the scalp, so I was out of view from my stepdad. So right when I approached the scalp, 
Well, it's just like a couple of flutilation scouts. I looked up and ran at the head of the road right there, like it's, the road was on a hill on a mountainside. I saw Bigfoot, and Bigfoot was only probably about 50, 60 feet away, super close. And I saw the entire Sasquatch from head to toe. There was no doubt what it was. And I was frozen with fear. I couldn't move. I just feel but blood drain from my head down to my toes. I did a really good look at him. I remember thinking it was nothing but muscle on muscle. I just couldn't believe how muscular it was. Super tall. Well, it was a long time ago. I couldn't tell you exactly how tall it was, but he was really tall. What taller than a slip guy? And my slip guy was six feet. I remember black hair all over the body. I see like definition of muscles. And when I saw his face, and he had a leathery stool, and I could see his cheeks and his nose and his eyes. And we made eye contact. He definitely knew I was there, and I definitely knew he was there. And I was thinking to myself, what should I do? And the only thing I could do was pray to God. So I closed my eyes, and I prayed. I said, oh, dear God, you know it's there. I know it's there. Please just keep Sasquatch away from me and just make it turn around and just keep on flopping away from me. And then I opened my eyes and I didn't look anymore at Sasquatch. I told myself I should just act nonchalant and I'd be like the best course of action just to play cool, calm, and collected. And so I did. I take two more steps towards the scout and then I opened the door, put the chainsaw in this case, and I put it back in the on the passenger seat when I closed the door. You know, it's right at that point, I turned around and I experienced mind speak. So I looked in my mind, don't tell your dad about me because he'll try to shoot me and then I'll have to attack him to defend myself. I actually heard that. So when I went around the corner and saw my slope down, I asked him while we were leaving, and he says, you know, it'll take about like another 45 minutes or so. They'll finish chop the wood and put on the scout. And he says, what's the matter with you, Scott? You're as ill as a ghost. What happened? I said, oh, nothing down. I'm fine. He's okay. Then he went and got the scout after we chopped the wood. And then we put the wood in the back of the scout where the deer was. Then we drove away. And when we were a few miles away, I told my slip dad about it. And then he says, let's turn around and look for Sasquatch. And I says, no. I said, you could go look for Sasquatch. You could drop me off at the next house. There was like a farmhouse coming up. He says, I can't do that, Scott. So I know if you believe me, I was putting in false. It definitely sounds like it was intense. Yeah, it was. 50 or 60 feet away, it's not very far at all. You got a good look at this thing. I've asked people this before. In the moment, obviously, you're having this fear response. You're in this awe moment, right? Could you tell at the moment if the creature was surprised that you were seeing it? Do you think it was a mistake that you got to see it, that it stepped out in the open? I know it's all subjective and it's been a long time, but looking back on the situation, what do you think was going on? Do you think you surprised the thing? Do you think it was surprised by seeing you? Or how do you think the creature was feeling in that moment? I believe I surprised Sasquatch because we were around the corner. 
we had the chainsaw going, then we was going to chop the wood. So we were a ways away from the vehicle. And I just came silently walking back, and my stepdad was probably still chopping wood and making noise. And subsequently, I thought about it, and I believe that uh, Sasquatch was looking to get the gear out of the back of our scout. Because he was standing up there pretty close by, thinking, okay, all I have to do is open up the back and get that gear and get out here. Well, I think I busted Sasquatch in the app to try to get our gear. I really believe that's what happened. You may be right about that. So to see this thing pretty well, and mm-hmm. you got to see it fairly close up with the face and those kind of things. Was it more ape-like? Was it more human-like? What kind of feeling were you uh, getting about what you were seeing as far as I the details? I was thinking human, but a different kind of human. It was very human, but like Neanderthal. Just moved in from us. I had nightmares for a while after that. Oh, plug time sleeping for about a month or two. I can definitely imagine. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about the mind speak thing. This is something that I've talked about with people over and over again on the show. Wayne and I just recorded a That Bigfoot podcast episode on telepathy and mind speak that'll be out here in the next week or so. Nice. That's something that's always fascinated me with the mind speak. If these things do have the ability to do that. Again, looking back on the situation, you called it mind speak. If that's what you believe it is, then let's go there. Do you think it's a possibility in the situation? And this is something that I've asked people that have had this before. Do you think it's a possibility that you were speaking to yourself in your mind and saying, I I don't know what this thing is, but I don't want my dad to shoot it. So I probably shouldn't tell him. Or do you think this thing really connected with you telepathically and put that thought into your mind. I really believe that the Sasquatch connected with me telepathically and put those thoughts into my mind. I really believe that. I really heard a voice. So that's why I didn't tell my stepdad about Sasquatch until you were several miles down the road. I think that was a very smart decision because I, I've talked to people who have been in situations where they're hunting and they've had guns and it gets pretty hairy because I think at the end of the day, these things are just like we are. We're animalistic. We are animals in and of ourselves. So even if there's some sort of a human being or some offshoot of us, some sort of relic hominoid or hominin, they have the propensity for violence. And I think that was probably the best decision that you ever made is maybe waiting a couple of miles down the road before you told him. I know you've had other experiences. You had this experience when you were 13. You obviously were traumatized by it. You had trouble sleeping and those kind of things. After your experience, did you get more into the subject? Do you want to look more for answers? Let's talk a little bit about that and then talk about your next experience after that. Okay. Yeah, so after that experience, like I said, I had nightmares for a month or two. So I had to talk to my parents about it. And I am absolutely sure my mom did not believe me. And I think I slipped down. I really got into the subject because I go to the library and check out books there at junior high school and read about Sasquatch and, and all through high school too. I was just really fascinated by things. I told a few friends about my encounter and nobody believed me. Yeah, so then my next encounter was like about 1983. I was with my stepdad again. And we were near Mount Jefferson, earlier, but this time we were over in the Cascades. We were east of Detroit, Oregon. It is a Detroit, Oregon. 
that they don't make cars here. I stepped dad was off hunting again, and I was by myself by the camp, by the campfire, and I had a pair of binoculars, and when I was just um, glassing this uh, ridge line, and I saw a big black object just way across the way, blocking you, just right below the ridge line, and it was moving really fast. And I told myself, well, it's either a bear or a Sasquatch. Well, I believe at the time that was a Sasquatch because it was pretty big. And it looked like it was walking up right too. Well, it's really hard to tell anything depending on what you know. So that was my next experience. Then, about 1997, my dad, he owned about five acres just outside of Woodland, Washington, near the slopes of Mount St. Helens. And so there's a lot of the Sasquatch encounters around there. A lot of Sasquatch stories here, like they came and whatnot. I went down to Vancouver and I went up for the evening that is my dad logged in at his place. And then afterwards, I told my dad, hey, I want to shoot some meat. So there is this Washington State Park just right adjacent to my dad's property. But the other time, they had a gate. So you couldn't get me there. So you had to just jump over the gate and walk back there. And so I get down. Well, we had a basketball court. And so I filled in the ball and shot some meat. So I didn't make this one shot. So where the basketball landed down and rolled along the asphalt and on the edge of the asphalt, there was a little bit of snow down too because it was January. And I picked up the basketball and right there and there was a Sasquatch footprint. It was a huge footprint, like the biggest footprint ever. So back then I had a 35 millimeter camera, which later I took the check with the emails but photo. Well, anyway, so I saw that footprint, and I was like, okay, so I followed where I went, went underneath, like, with the basketball area, and I figured out where it continued, so I went through the woods, and I followed the two trucks through the woods, and next to the footprints in the snow and in the mold, I told myself, these are really fresh, I'm getting the heck out here. So I went back to my dad, I told him about it, and I think it's the next day or maybe two days later. I showed him my footprint, and he couldn't believe it. And he says, hey, we need some foster care, so we never did pass the, the track, though. But that one footprint was there all summer long right by the basketball court. I'm sure probably hundreds of people saw that footprint. So that was pretty interesting. Let's talk a little bit about what the footprint looked like. You said Sasquatch footprint. There's going to yeah. be people who are listening to this saying, okay, Let's break this down. Let's do Occam's Razor, Scott. You're playing basketball. We know, theoretically, most people look at basketball players. They're usually really tall. They have big hands. They have big feet. Who's to say it wasn't a basketball player who was changing shoes and maybe stepped there in the mud and the snow? Can you talk a little bit about what the print looked like and how big it was, how long, how wide, that kind of thing? Footprint was enormous. It was uh, probably at least 16 inches long, going by memory. And it was super wide, a lot wider than our hematocrone. So that was about like two inches into the mud. And so when I followed that, like where the track would be, and I picked up the tracks on the other side of the basketball court in the woods there, I definitely saw the footprints in the snow. And I went back in the woods a ways. It would have had to been somebody like Shaq or Bigger in January in Washington in the snow. No, I don't think so. Just barefoot. Gotcha. So what was the next experience that you had after that? So the next time I was with my uh, 
Kenzen Creek. This was in the early 2000s. My cousin Craig invited me to go camping with them up the little north fork of the San Ian River. So that was east of Salem again, across Detroit. But before you get to Detroit, I was talking about you have to go a different route. And so we were up there in the woods. Well, we were there for three or four nights, and my cousin had a little chihuahua named Chi Chi. And so we actually run around camp. We bought the campfire at nighttime. My cousin was doing really good one day. And I was bored of camp. And my Phil Craig is like, I had a bike with me. I'm like, just go for a bike ride. He said, sure. And so I went up this gravel road, crossed this creek. We were campsite. And I went way up this steep mountainside. There's nobody up there. It's just the woods are really thick. All that was fir trees, a lot of flowers. And well, I stopped to catch my breath and looking up into the forest. And I swear to God, I had this thought that there was a Sasquatch up there. I just knew it that there was a Sasquatch up there. And as soon as I was thinking that, I saw a rock flying through the forest and it landed near me. I don't know, about maybe about five feet away. Stay tuned for more Sasquatch Odyssey. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code Odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash Odyssey50 to get 50% off now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And then I just couldn't believe that that was not the size of the golf ball. And then just a minute later, the Northern Second Rock flew flying through the forest and landed down a foot half away from me. as about the same size as the first rock. I could not believe it. So I said out loud, I was like, okay, I get the trail kick to it. I'm going to go now. I'll see you later. Goodbye. I actually sold that. And then I waved, I turned the bike around and I raced down the hill back to camp. And then I told my cousin about it. And he said, So let's go look for tracks tomorrow. So we went back there the next day. We won't see any footprints, but it was like a lot of golden moss and hard to find footprints in the anyway. So that was probably like the, the weirdest thing that's happened to me now. Just Having a thought there was a Sasquatch there, then right afterwards, have T Rocks growing on me. I know there was no person there. We didn't see anybody else. We were camped by ourselves. That was in the early 2000s. So later on, I lived in Vancouver, Washington. My work for the Portland Post Office, and I'd have one day off a week. And so that was Sunday. So I'd go for Sunday drives down the Columbia River Gorge on State Route 14. So there's this one place called uh, Cape Horn. So people that live in the Portland area, they know what I'm talking about. Really a great view of the Columbia from there. But there's this uh, trail, it's called the Cape Horn Meet. And I found like this place where you go pull off the SR-14 right before you get to Cape Horn itself. And I found a shortcut through the woods where um, you have this like really great vista of the Columbia River and you can see just over the water again and Multnomah Falls. Really great. So I just go there like every Sunday and a couple of times I uh, hiked the entire trail. It's a really long trail and there's some waterfalls. It's really pretty. So one time I was there and I found chairs on my shortcut through the woods to the trail proper. So what I found was trees that were pulled out of the ground. They were trees about like that diameter and the uh, roots were up in the air. And uh, on the top of tree in the ground. So I even verified that uh, was the natural because I pulled up a couple of them. They weren't easy. I could see that was an upside down tree. And then I found like a bunch of branches interwoven. And I took pictures of all of this too. And I have it on my Twitter photo screen called my digital album on Twitter. I told my Uncle Joe about that. And he lives in Stoppy Store again. He would go occasionally to the Foil VA. And he'd stay at my place in Vancouver. So he told me, hey, next time I'll go to Quilla Bure, I'll stay at your place. Let's go check it out. So I took him there and I showed him the stick structures. And he's a person could have made these. I was like, yeah, but pull a whole tree out of the ground and stick it up, sit down the ground. I don't think so, Joe. And then I showed him these other stick structures and it was like, following me is pretty good at tracking. So I followed him through the woods and then he found branches that were stuck in bushes and they were seemingly pointing away. I took pictures of all of this too. So we followed all those branches through the woods and when there is a spring, we didn't know there was a spring there. There was footprints in the spring and I took pictures of the footprint. So we could not believe all these were huge footprints. And so later on, I didn't have a tape measure with me, but a week and a half later, I went back with a neighbor and I measured the footprints at uh, 15 and a half inches. 
then a second time out the Joe and I we drove back to that spot. We went back to the spring. We didn't find any uh, footprints down there, but we went up the bank and maybe found two more footprints up on the bank near the spring. And there's no way anybody was there because there was no trails. So we just followed the branches of the woods another time, just finding defeated signs. Yeah, I'm interested in the trees being pushed into the ground like that because I was editing today yeah. and putting together some more audio and video of my recent radium expedition with Todd Standing. And yeah. we came across this huge tree that had three big trees propped up on it. It wasn't the same thing you're describing. The trees weren't pulled up and turned upside down, but I've seen that. And I think that's probably one of the most compelling things, at least for me, when it comes to tree structures and tree breaks and those kind of things, there's no real explanation at all, in my opinion, for trees being uprooted with the tops of the trees stuck in with the root system on top. I, I know you said you had pictures. Were they digital pictures? Is that something you still have access to that you could send me? So yeah, I can find them? digital pictures. Um, these are all my photo screen. Like I can send you the link, too. Yeah, that would be awesome. I know everybody who's listening is going to want to see those pictures, so I'll post that up. We'll either do the link in the show notes or we'll do it over on our blog okay. on the website when this comes out. Okay. I wish I had a picture of the first book, print, but I like say I just had like my movie to film and I don't know what happened about. And so then just the next year, um, uh, November 2017, I was up in the Yukon territory, Amigal, so just north of Radium away. So I've been up to the Yukon four times. It's awesome up there. So was British Columbia. I love British Columbia and Yukon. Well, anyway, so I was just right outside a white horse, and I was exploring this one area above the white horse. And just right on the edge of town, and I have pictures of those trees. So I found like a teepee structure. And I found like a big birch tree. There's a lot of birch trees up there. And it was like, and well, there's no way a human can into like that. And then I found like the took some evergreen trees, like were pinched off and they were on the ground. I got two construction and well, and birch tree. That's suspicious. And then in 2020, so just three years ago, I was driving up the Warm Lake, Idaho, and I was behind a slow truck. And there was a slow car right behind the truck, too. I was driving 15 miles an hour. And I was like, this is frustrating. I'm just pull over and stretch my legs. And so I did. And just happened right when I pulled over, I looked down into the forest a ways. I saw a giant axe. And I was thinking, that's crazy because I knew that Sasquatch are supposed to make axes to mark their territory. I didn't want to go down there, so I told my friend at the post office about it down, and we went up there in like a week or two later. So we drove up there. Two weeks later, we walked out to the X, and we found stick structures down there. And just really weird stick structures, and I'll have this on my Clicker follow screen, too. And there is like a stream nearby and huckleberry bushes, so the huckleberries weren't season. But interestingly enough, Half the huckleberry bushes were stripped. They didn't have a single huckleberry on them. Well, the other half, uh, they were just loaded. And there were some things were methodically going through the bushes and cleaning them up. Of course, it could be bears, too. I've seen my bear right there. It built. After Dan and I checked out, well, we saw these weird 
pitch stretchers. We saw footprints, you know, pictures of the footprints and the pine needles. And then we found this long log with a crack in this log. It was just down on the ground. And Dan found five bones wedged into this crack. And I have a picture of this too. And Dan asked me, what are these little bones being stuck in this crack of this log? And I liked it. And I told him, I think those are deer kneecaps. And later I Googled and found out that they were deer kneecaps. I belonged wedged in this crack of this log in this area. So then after we found that we picked huckleberries, of course, they were really good. And so we just picked the huckleberries and then there was a big snap in the woods nearby. And Dan asked me, did you hear that? And I said, yes, I did, Dan. And then I said to Dan, I think it means it's time for us to leave. And he said, okay. So we did. So the last Sasquatchy thing is uh, First, the Idaho Squatch Con was on August 26th, that was Sunday. So Friday, and back at the post office, I asked them, well, we want to go back up to Warm Lake and check out that X-Area again. So this is three years after we were up there the first time, right at the exit. So he said, sure. So he got off work at 1.30 in the morning. He came to my house and picked me up when we drove two hours, like up to Cascade, Idaho, then we went up to Warm Lake. And and there's this place called uh, Trail Creek Hot Springs. And so local Idaho people will know about this. So we're there right by the Hot Springs. And we get out of Dan's car and you know, we're just looking up the night sky and admiring all the stars. Just There's no light pollution up there by the warm lake. And I noticed nearby, well, this is weird. This isn't Sasquatch, but this is like the, the Odyssey part. I saw like a light in the trees. And I've never seen anything like this before, and it was glowing. And I had a laser pointer with me, and so I turned on my laser pointer, and I pointed towards the light in the trees, but not into the light. I didn't want to annoy the light. I said, Dan, do you see that? He says, yes, I do. He said, there's a light down the trees. And right after that, there was a second light that was twice as bright as the first light that was nearby, too. We were just amazed that we saw those lights. Of course, I didn't get a picture, but it'd be hard to get a picture that I did iPhone anyway, you block the whole skill and but I didn't even think about it. Well, well some started to come up at this point too. Then we went down to the hot springs that we soaked for a couple hours. Then we drove back over towards the edge about five miles away. Then we walked down there and so right when we parked at the accident we're hiking down, we smelled that funky smell, really foul smell, and the foul smell kept coming and and like go, and then it come again, just really rancid. And Dan said, Did somebody die here and get buried? And I was like, No, I don't think so. How about trash? Like somebody discarded the trash. I was like, Man, we're out in the middle of the woods. Nobody left it trash here. Why would we get any trash here? And I told Dan, I've smelled that smell before. That's the smell of Sasquatch. And he said, No way. I said, Dan, that's the smell of Sasquatch. I've only smelled that once before. And it was pretty bad at the X. Damn, I think he was apprehensive to go down to the X. But I went right up to the X. I didn't see any stick structures other than the X. But I did see one little formation like on the ground, like all these sticks laid out. I think they were like in parallel, all these little sticks. 
But other than that, it was just the axe. So that gave us the care, but two lights in the trees by the hot springs and the smell of pumpkin snow. And the next day was the Idaho Squatch Pond. Those are my experiences. I'm very fascinated with the smell because the smell is something that's only come up in probably, I don't know, 10, maybe 20% of the encounter stories that I've collected over the years. And that's something that's always fascinated me. I've had conversations with people about it before, and I'll ask you, it's a subjective thing because obviously we don't know. Do you get the feeling that it's some sort of a scent gland or something that these things, maybe when they're startled or they're upset that they put off this smell? Or do you think it's more of an environmental thing? They're just out in the woods and it's just the way that they smell because they don't bathe or what are your thoughts on that? Again, it's a subjective thing, but I'd like to know, I'm interested in what you think. My thoughts is it's it's some sort of a scent gland that they put off for whatever reason. Maybe at that time, Sasquatch is laying down in my note. Hey, I'm here. My, you know, keys and keys, something like that. Tend to agree with you because I, I think that if it were environmental, they just all smelled that way. I think more people who have those encounters would be having the experience that you had with the smell. I don't know. Again, it's subjective. Yeah. So either one of us could be right. We could both be wrong. I don't know. But yeah, because it was just like, say, just body order. It would be smelling like that all the time. And so I think more people would be smelling them because my Sasquatch encounters range from Oregon to Yukon to Idaho. So there's more than one Sasquatch. If it was all BO, that's a lot of BO all over the place. So that's why I think it's so good. Very true. Scott, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences with everybody. I've had a blast talking to you. And again, you can send me those photos. I will make sure that I either put the link up in the show notes and or put it over on the blog on ParanormalWorldProductions.com. You guys can check out the Sasquatch Odyssey blog at the top of the page and see the photos that Scott and I have talked about tonight. Scott, again, I appreciate you coming on, man. I've had a blast talking to you. Uh, you have time for one more story? Sure, absolutely. Okay, yeah, so I used to have Sasquatch, those, this little tiny Sasquatch on the edge of my property, so I live on a major intersection here, Boise. I live a five mile of Franklin. And so a year ago, I came home from vacation in October. Somebody stole a little lawn ornament Sasquatch. And not only that, they cut my chain link fence to steal it, and I had it in some concrete field. So I was pretty upset about it, so I bent it on the app next door. So on the original post, I had over 500 responses, and everybody is saying, oh, we love that Sasquatch so much, you have to replace it, and we look for it. It's a landmark. So then somebody told me to start a bill from me, and... I thought to myself, well, I don't need the GoFundMe money, but you know, I had several people suggest GoFundMe, and I figured people want to be part of goals, then we'll make it a community effort. And so I raised $300, since then I bought a really large luminous Sasquatch over in Horseshoe Dam, which is funded by OCA. Then this guy on next door, he volunteered to help me install it, so he bought it, he put a hole in the ground, and concrete and rebar and then he will be the sound and then Brian Hoffheitz he's seen all that because it's such a big deal there was like a total of about two thousand people after that first post responded about it on next door. So I was on Channel X News and 
Channel 2. And so with Channel 6, Don Nelson, he's the music that he came over here and he made a story about it. Then Brian Huffline, CC that story, and then he posted, I wish I would have seen this earlier because I donate Google Sasquatch. And then subsequently he did donate a Sasquatch. So this Sasquatch that he donated, huge. It's almost seven feet tall and it's about a quarter inch solid steel. And so we ripped out the cheap aluminum Sasquatch on our box over in Horseshoe Bend and installed this laser called Sasquatch and welded that to the concrete foundation that this guy built for me. So it looks really great. And then there was also a floodlight on too. So it's all volunteer work. So electrician volunteered the fitting, bought the floodlight, and the welders came out. It was pretty neat. So really, it warmed my heart to see the community come together and install such beloved figures. That's awesome. I like it when the community comes together for Bigfoot, man. Brandon over at Squatch Nut, Brandon Hoffhines is a great guy. He's a good friend. He actually put on the Idaho Squatch Con, and we're planning to do that again in 2024. So I think it's going to be bigger and better next year, so I can't wait. They say you don't gotta go home, but you can't stay like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? 
Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factors' delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. 
Hey everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. Hey everyone, it's Brian. Do you like saving time? I know I certainly do. One of the ways that I save time is enjoying Factors' delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Meals. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals in just two minutes. They have a wide variety of options for your entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And one of the best things about these delicious meals is there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat with no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. And Factor meals are flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need as you choose your meals every week. And plus. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor truly is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And we've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head over to factormeals.com slash odyssey50 and use code odyssey50 to get 50% off. That's code odyssey50 at factormeals.com slash odyssey50 to get 50% off now. 